You're listening to Inspiration Noble County, a podcast dedicated to restoring and building up our community. At the end of today's podcast, we will provide valuable contact and resource information. For now, grab a cup of coffee, tea, or your favorite beverage and join our host, Banner Kid, for today's episode of Inspiration Noble County. Hello, and thank you for joining us. This is Banner, and uh, I have in the studio with me today some very good friends and counterparts, collaborators, uh, gosh, what are all the names we could use, brothers in Christ, folks who work together with me with Inspiration Ministries. However, they are in another county. But we do collaborate and we do work together, and I'd like for you to get a chance to meet them. We're going to talk a little bit later on about an event that's taking place uh, coming up in May, just two weeks away, called the Farm Fest, and we'll talk about that just here in, in a bit. But first of all, I would like for our listeners to get to know my two brothers who are with me today. I had the DeKalb <laughs> County Program Supervisor. We've worked together for a long time. And that's Steve Snyder. Say hello to everyone, Steve. Hello, everyone. Thank you, Banner. It's a pleasure to be here. And I also have with me Brock Bytart. Brock, say hi to our folks. Hey, folks. Uh, Banner, thank you, <laughs> you for bet. having us down here today, brother. Yeah, you bet. I'm glad you guys are with me. And uh, so we got a lot of stuff going on today, and we're going to get to all of that. But first, you know, I want to turn to you first, Steve. You know, we started working together close to a year ago, I think, beginning to talk about programming, uh, maybe June or something like that, about mm. directions, and we talked about case management and things like that, and I was remembering something. Andy used the word becoming intentional with what we're doing in the ministry, and I remember early on in our very first conversations, that was the word that popped up when we started talking about programming. Remember that? I do remember that. Yeah. That was the word. Yeah. We to be intentional about our programming, uh-huh. and we where were we headed with that and uh, what the guys were going to be learning. And he said here in the past, I don't know, month or so that that had been a word that had been buzzing around in his head. And I thought, yeah, I remember that because God was telling us, I think he was leading us into an area where we do think about what we're offering. So for people who aren't familiar with what inspiration is and what we mean, what you mean, what Andy means by intentional, can you tell folks a little bit about coming from a program director standpoint? Why are we being intentional? Again, you touched on some of that, but maybe a little more of the specifics of that intentionality, because we do have a focus, right? Yeah, we do have a focus. We want to make sure that the guys are understanding the change of heart that comes with being in recovery and that it's not just about not being addicted anymore. It's not just about beating the addiction or just being sober. But we're looking for a true heart change, one that's lasting. And so to be intentional means that we're going to teach those things that actually will direct them and direct their hearts and actually bring about that heart change. We want to be intentional about the gospel because we believe that sinking your identity into God and who he says you are, rather than sinking your identity into I'm an addicted person and mm -hmm. I'm just going to have to live with it. But if we change that identity, if we change their thinking to be more of, I belong to God and he belongs to me and new creation, I'm somebody new, I'm somebody different, mm -hmm. then that empowers them to live differently and to think differently and to react differently. I'm no longer seeking to avoid the things that make them feel bad 
but to learn to process that with with Jesus Christ. Amen. And then live through it. Inspiration has been around, I think, for close 12 years now and uh, had humble beginnings. Those who have listened to our podcast have heard from our founder and CEO, Andy Foster, talk about that, how it began with the vision in jail and how God brought that vision forth. It began then after he got out with sometimes just putting people in his mobile home and very small, grew into a mom and pop kind of operation. But things have changed now. And we've gotten a lot bigger. And you've been with the ministry, Steve, longer than I have. It's about close to a year and a half for me now, beginning as a volunteer. But you've been with the ministry longer. Can you tell us a little bit how you uh, ended up in inspiration and kind of your background? Uh, Because that's important to people who are thinking about when they're going to come into a program, you know, uh, they're submitting to the leadership in that program to be able to help them and guide them through this process to real freedom. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I grew up in Fort Wayne and I grew up in the church. And when I went to Fort Wayne Bible College, God called me to be a missionary, and I ended up going to Poland, and Mm -hmm. I was a missionary there. One of the first things that really hit me when I was there walking the streets of Krakow was that there were a lot of drunk people Mm -hmm. and uh, people laying in the ditches Mm. uh, drunk. It really struck me that something should be done to help them. Right. And uh, nothing came of that for 17 years. And then after 17 years, God created an opportunity for us to form an organization that would be specifically designed to help the homeless and the alcoholics. Mm -hmm. And that's where I got my experience working with the alcoholics and learning all about the addiction and what it means and all that kind of stuff. And Mm -hmm. that's where I could say, I guess I got my feet wet. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Then in 2017, came back here to Fort Wayne and went through a time of spiritual renewal and uh, seeking the Lord, uh, just kind of really getting back into the heart of worship, I suppose you would say, Mm. just like that song says, right? Amen. And then uh, in 2020, God restored that calling and uh, and pointed me directly right after he restored it. He pointed me directly to inspiration. And so I began talks and visitations and came up and uh, they said, okay, start hanging out and we'll see where you fit in. (laughs) I know that. I know that kind of response. Mm -hmm. I think most of us have had that to some degree, uh, you know, to start out that way. But what we have seen is how God has used you and many of us who have come into the program, maybe Johnny come lately is from the 12 year length of time since it began to be in a place where God has allowed us to help bring in what inspiration is beginning has begun to look like to be more effective. And one of those people that has been brought into the program that is making some great strides and efforts and and doing some amazing work over in DeKalb County is our DeKalb County Operations Director, Brock Bytart. Thank you for coming, Brock. We appreciate it. And I want to talk to you a little bit about the ministry. But first, can you tell us a little bit about how you ended up at Inspiration? A little bit about Brock for people who want to know. A little bit about Brock. Yeah. uh, Thanks, Banner. How I ended up at Inspiration would have to be how me and my wife ended up in Indiana. 
Uh, we threw a dart at a board and it ended up going to where that dart landed. And it was a no, I'm just kidding. We we uh, we were working at a ministry, both of us in, in uh, Minnesota at the time. Um, and addiction is is something that I struggled with in my past for 35 years, 20 years of it uh, in the addicted lifestyle and the consequences and things that came with that uh, with that life until God uh, intersected me in a jail cell uh, eight years ago and showed me the truth of the gospel, displayed it to me through his word in a real way, a profound way that radically and drastically changed the direction of my life. And with that, I made a commitment to him that I wanted to see others who were walking down the same path that I was walking down, uh, see the freedom that's found in the gospel mm-hmm. and the truth of that, that they don't have to be a label anymore, that right. they can live uh, the true defining marker of identity mm-hmm. that God says who they are. Amen. And so that was, you know, a, a place that he directed my heart to work at a ministry similar to this one in uh, Minnesota that I worked at for five years before we came down here. You know, there was a time where we were praying through this. We met a guy at a conference in Lafayette, Indiana, and we were talking a little bit, sharing uh, kind of similar backgrounds. He shared his testimony with me, and I shared mine. And uh, he was like, oh, man, I'd love to to hang out for a little bit just to get your insight on uh, some successes, some trials that you Mm -hmm. went through with recovery ministry. Because we got this recovery ministry that we started up a few years ago uh, in northeast Indiana. And I'm a house manager there, and this was James Smith at the time. So. Man, we know and love. Yeah, James, uh, just awesome. Just a light for the Lord. But he's like, I'd love to go out to dinner tonight. I'm like, I can't. I'm going to actually ask this girl to marry me in like 10 minutes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we prayed over it, uh, and I took his number down, and it was at, at a point in time, probably nine months later, that my wife mentioned it to me. She said, hey, didn't the guy talk to you? It was something about a recovery ministry in northeast Indiana. You should give him a call and see what's going on. And I did. On my way to work that morning, I gave him a call, and it was him and his wife Gail were driving down the road Um, they stopped and they're like oh we're just praying we're praying we need some help down here we need more people to help out down here and um, what does that look like? And I was like, I mean, we'll, how about we come down and pray with you guys? I mm-hmm. mean, you know, I don't know what help looks like, you know. So that was the initial point of God drawing us uh, down to Indiana. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, the Lord has brought a team together, assembled a team mm-hmm. that is amazing. The camaraderie we share, the, the vision that we share, and wanting to work together for the benefit not only of our men in recovery, but for the entire communities that we serve is, yeah. is a big thing. We want to restore community. But let's talk specifically about the recovery ministry of inspiration because recovery from addictions, addictions are a serious matter, maybe more so now in this country than it's ever been. I mean, there are a lot of people out there offering recovery in one way or another. But tell us a little bit about Inspiration and what makes Inspiration differently. What is the recovery program of Inspiration like that differentiates it from everybody else? Sure. Yeah, that's that's a great question. What is the defining factor of how that differs from a regular 12-step recovery program? Mm-hmm. I would say hope because there, there's hope found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And mm-hmm. when somebody truly embraces that truth, when these guys come through and they start intersecting, God intersects their heart with the truth of the gospel, they start f- 
founding their life on a new identity. Mm-hmm. And their identity is no longer born or rooted in the understanding of addict or alcoholic, but mm-hmm. now they're rooted in who Jesus Christ says Amen. they are. And so I think that's the hope filled. Because limited hope is the bounding of, hey, you're always going to be this. Right. Oh, maybe you'll be in recovery, but you'll always be this. But that's opposed to what the gospel message Amen. says that you are totally free. I came to set the captives free. Yeah. And what he means is like freedom is truly founded as a new creation in Christ. Mm-hmm. So Amen. I think about that more as hope is the defining marker. It's true hope, lasting hope. Amen. And so the uh, recovery ministry is a, an intentional ministry. Yes. Uh, everything that we do is intentional. It's not happenstance. Although we deal with everyone as an individual yep. because they have individual issues, I guess is a better word, individual lives and things that led them to that place. But the program is specific in that regard that when everyone comes in, there is a way that we go, what they can expect. Can you tell us a little bit about what the recovery program actually looks like? You know, in real time for somebody that say, I, I just called and said, hey, I want to come in and, and, you know, our intake guy, Todd, has accepted me in. And what have I been accepted into? What does that look like? Sure. So what does the programming entail? Right. Okay. So you know, we try to build on this. And we, as Steve was talking about the intentionality of programming, that it builds one upon another. Uh, we want the foundational truths uh, to be built in them, uh, which gospel truths, but also uh, oriented where they understand uh, the workings of their brain and mm-hmm. how drugs have affected that, but also what the freedom of that looks like. So it's kind of an intentional process of building them. You know, it's a healing process. Mm -hmm. So I think of the four words of sustaining, healing, guiding, and confronting too. Mm -hmm. There's four different aspects of that for a person who starts the walk Mm -hmm. of life with Christ. You know, Mm -hmm. a lot of guys come in, they, they don't know the Lord. So it's an opportunity first evangelistic of sharing the gospel with them. And they're going to hear about Jesus a lot. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. But they're going to hear about it enough. They're going to get so much exposure to the gospel that they're either going to go, this ain't for me, or this ain't my time, or they're going to embrace it. And then you start seeing the validity of true change that Mm -hmm. happens, God's mechanism of change that we see through confession and repentance. But I think recovery, when we identify it as like, okay, addiction process, Mm -hmm. I think about my own story of how I changed, what the process of change looked like was God's design. Mm -hmm. And that's how we want to build it, you know, and there's holistic approach. So we want them to get healthy mentally, Mm -hmm. physically, emotionally, spiritually, the whole gamut of it, Mm -hmm. which takes, you know, the whole of programming that we set up. Amen. And Steve, again, with the intentionality of our programming, in order for men to have that space and the mind bandwidth uh, free of the distractions and stuff like that in our nine month program, we have three phases that accomplish that purpose. Can you explain just real briefly what we're talking about when we talk about three phases and uh, just an overview of what those mean and how that works? Sure. 
The phase one actually opens up the opportunity for them to feel safe and mm -hmm. to feel loved. And that's where we will spend time working on the different problems that they have that they're facing in their own circumstances. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, we work on trying to get them a driver's license if they don't have one or if it's been suspended. We work on those issues of birth certificates, uh, Social Security cards, IDs. We also work on making sure that they have insurance and we try to bring all those things into their lives so that mm -hmm. they begin to see, okay, I have a way forward without any of these barriers that I've had in the past. Uh, we want to, within the first 45 days, which is phase one, we want to try to get them to a point where they know they can go to work and they have everything they need to get a job mm -hmm. and they have what they need to get to and from that job. Mm -hmm. Then during phase two, they are working full-time and also going to the evening programming. So in phase one, they have no phone. It's called blackout. Mm -hmm. They have no phone. They have no job. They have no contact. They're just basically in classes in the morning, classes in the evening. And then during the afternoon, we have what we call vocational time. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's where they're going to be doing some work projects, uh, mm -hmm. either around where they live or uh, we got other work projects, right. uh, service projects mm -hmm. that we do for other people. Now, during phase two, which is the next four and a half months, they're just going to be going to work, coming back, and then the evening programs, the evening classes. One of the evening classes that they have is Celebrate Recovery, mm -hmm. and that is a very vital part of our recovery program. And also, uh, weekends they have pretty much free. Of course, on Sunday mornings they go to church. But uh, other than that, the weekends are more of like a downtime for mm -hmm. them. Then uh, phase three is if they've been doing well during those first two phases, mm -hmm. they move to phase three, and that's after six months. So they have their remaining three months where they are preparing for mm -hmm. leaving the nest, so to speak. And uh, we prepare them for making sure that they're doing well at saving their money, preparing for whatever would be coming up as far as renting a place. If they want to go to graduate housing, we can start talking about that and what that looks like. If they want to go back to where they were, where they came from, we can talk what that looks like. We just go through all the process, making sure that they're well prepared for graduation. Mm -hmm. We talk about their recovery plan, how they're going to deal with life issues when they're outside of the bubble, because they really are in a bubble here right. during the program. So when they're outside of that bubble, it's not going to be as easy. Right. And so we yeah. talk about those issues and how they're going to deal with that so that I'm trying to mentally prepare them for this time outside the bubble where, OK, now I've got all these tools that I learned while I was in the program. I've got to make sure that I've I've got a plan to put those tools to use. Right. And we found a lot of fruit with alumni housing just as community. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of the guys are, are opting for that option to go into that so they can continue in the community just the nine months like right. let's say it's a couple decades of struggling with substance abuse isn't yeah. quite going to cut it we've seen the just the fruit of having them in community and guiding them to this alumni supportive housing that we mm -hmm. have and that's part of it too and i want to just kind of encapsulate the vocational
vocational. Um, when he talks about the vocational time that the guys have in the afternoon, it's actually a vocational rehabilitation. The first 45 Amen. days, we get to kind of gauge how they do in a workforce environment. But mm-hmm. also there's training and teaching in that time. So they're vocationally more equipped uh, to Amen. enter back into the workforce. That's mm-hmm. kind of a big and vital thing we've seen and grown mm-hmm. over the years, too. Very important part yeah. and intentional. Yeah. yeah. The other thing I would also say is that what Brock brought up was about the fellowship um, and community. I think that the community is also something in general that we found is really super mm-hmm. important and that that community is what continues to keep their life moving Amen. forward and to continues to keep them anchored in their identity as a follower of Christ, as a son of God. And I believe that that's one of the most important things that I can direct them to when phase three is making sure that when they leave, that they have that community. In reality, we're talking about a phase four, but we're talking about a phase four that never yes. ends. Yeah, correct. Uh, we're all in the program, right? Right. The church, the community, the body, exactly. the, the big C. Yeah. The that big is, C. Yeah, that's Amen, exactly brother. it. We're all yeah. in phase four. We're all in phase four. And so as I was listening to you, Steve, and you begin talking about, uh, you know, they don't have their phone. They don't have contact with people other than within the ministry and the people that they would meet as we take them out for vocation or to a church or what have you. So they don't have those things. But there's one thing they do have. The word that came to my mind is they have something they didn't have before, and that's opportunity. Hmm. They didn't have an opportunity. They didn't have the space. They didn't have the time. There were so many distractions in the world that they had to deal with that would take their mind away or and cause them to go back into a more familiar lifestyle, but a destructive one. So they have that opportunity. And then the word opportunity, as I considered that, I thought, well, hey, you know, for those who are listening out there, we have an opportunity for our listeners to know more. I mean, you've heard some things from Steve and from Brock and from Andy when he was in and some of our other people a graduate those kinds of things but it's one thing to hear about it but it's another thing to experience it all together isn't it Brock tell us about what's coming up and and what that opportunity is yeah so Farm Fest uh, is coming up May 21st Uh, that's a Sunday Mm -hmm. but it'll be after church uh, and there'll be a meal provided Uh, our compliments uh, to whoever shows up But it's also going to be a time where it's going to be the gospel on display uh, with these men's lives that are transformed. You'll be able to hear some of their voices, given testimony of what God's done in their heart. And also you'll be able to see, it'll be a sneak peek of uh, the choir that's going to do a couple of songs. And I think it'll be just an awesome encouragement to to others just to see God at work in these men's lives. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So that's coming up, Stephen. I know you've been really instrumental in putting all of that together. Uh, I hear there's a whole lot of things, you know, in addition to food, and there's some music and something about a dunk tank. What's all of that about? Well, Banner, you're going to get first-hand information about that. <laughs> yeah, better, you'll be able to up, tell man. us all about it once it's done. <laughs> well, that may be. We'll have to do another podcast. Maybe one from after the dunk tank on site. Maybe pie-eating contest? Yeah, yeah, we're going to have a yeah. pie-eating contest. We'll have a dunk tank. We're going to have tug-of-war. Uh, we're going to have a log-throwing contest. We're going to also have activities for kids. There will be face painting and uh, balloon animals and 
we're going to have, uh, as Brock already mentioned, the free food and the music. The choir is going to sing. We have a band coming. Uh, City Gate from uh, Fort Wayne uh, will be leading worship. And uh, we're going to have just a lot of good time, a lot of mm-hmm. fun. We want it to not only be information about the farm and or about the recovery program but we want it to be a fun time an exciting time because it is a festival we call it so we want to make it a festival there will also be vendors uh, people that will be selling things they'll be uh, selling plants they'll be selling uh, wood art Mm -hmm. type things it's kind of things that you would uh, buy just to decorate your home with mm-hmm. and stuff like that. There will be several other vendors as, are, as well. So uh, it'll be a time for everybody just to come out and just enjoy the fun. Uh, it's from 1 to 5. Mm-hmm. Date again was May 21st. May 21st. 21st. Mm-hmm. Sunday. So two yeah. weeks. Yes. Two weeks yeah. away. So a week mo- and a half away. It's actually 1. a lot closer. 1.5. Yes. 1.5 to be exact. <laughs> How many hours is it? 1.56. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be a really good time. I mean, honestly, yeah. if you're looking for somewhere to go, gosh, there's a lot of places you can go after church, and everybody's looking for a place to go for lunch. Well, guess what? Here's a chance to bring the family out for lunch, and uh, it's for free. Yep. And come and uh, experience uh, the farm over in Butler and enjoy that. Enjoy meeting people. Mm-hmm. Uh, let your kids play games. Uh, it, it'll just be a great time. And it's such a great time that we also include the whole ministry in that. Uh, we're going to be bringing our guys from Noble County, and we're going to join all of you guys from DeKalb County. And uh, we're just going to have a time, man. We're going to praise the Lord and smile a lot and laugh a lot and have we're a gonna good time. We're going to have a tug of war. A tug of war. The guys from DeKalb County versus the guys from Noble County. Now, that's going to be interesting. Should we start working out and get ready for that now? Or you better preparation be. is key. That's all I got to say. <laughs> so it's going to be a really good time. Yeah, it's so it's fun. May 21st. It's going to be right after church. That's a Sunday. Make sure you get there. We'll have people helping you park. Great food. What kind of food do we have? Do we have that all set yet, the menu? We, we will be having chili for oh, sure and, yeah. and several different salads. Uh, potato salads, um, burgers, chicken brats, or whatever chicken they're called. Sausage, yeah. yeah, chicken yep. sausages, and uh, yeah, just a lot of different uh, salads as well, and mm-hmm. side dishes and things like yeah, that. Yeah, it'd be fun. Hey, just a real quick shout out. We'd like to thank Miller's Poultry for that chicken. Oh yeah, yeah, they've been a awesome. real good yep. partner of yep. ours. And yep. well, it's about time for us to close this up uh, for today. We'll do it again sometime real soon. Uh, so glad you're a part of the ministry, and I'm just blessed to be a part of everything myself. And so, do you have any parting words, Brother Steve? No, just I invite everybody to come out and really enjoy the time and the festivities with us and looking forward to getting to meet you myself personally. Yeah, Yeah. Brother Brock. Yeah, thankful for you, Banner. Thanks for having us over today. And uh, yeah, come out and share with us just to see uh, Jesus Christ's name exalted and just see his uh, his power and transformative power at work. Amen. 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 So we'll see you all May 21st. Uh, We'll be opening everything up at 12 noon. Come on in, enjoy, and we'll have a great time. God bless you until we see you again. Thank you for listening to Inspiration Noble County. Inspiration is a ministry dedicated to helping the least, the last, and the lost, specializing in recovery treatment and housing, and focused on building up the entire community, one life at a time. You can learn more at inspirationministries.com. Please like us on Facebook at The 112. 
That's the words THE ONE TWELVE, spelled out with no spaces. Join us next time for another episode of Inspiration Noble County. Meantime, may the Lord bless you, keep you, and make His face shine upon you.